Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friend Simon Miller here for your second dosely dose of the podcast somebody needs to fire me and they need to fire me now i'm not having a good week in terms of trying to keep things alive if you listen on tuesday i broke my laptop still being fixed and that's why we're not streaming today and then my car broke down today as well and it's currently in the garage so i currently have no laptop and i have no car uh, and also yesterday i got an erroneous tax bill this is why we're doing the show on a friday as opposed to a thursday but i got an erroneous tax bill that was so high it scared the shib out of me but this is the first time in my life so not that you need to know about what i do but i'm going to tell you anyway uh, when i went out on my own which i obviously did for a few years ago freelancing king well not really king more like pauper but you know i'm doing my best i'm doing my best um i got an accountant obviously because well my dad essentially said you have to get an accountant i was like all right and this is apart from the sort of yearly tax time this has been the first time i was like oh thank goodness i got an accountant because she i mean she's sorting out for me right now i didn't even understand the letter the letter was just shouting numbers at me and i kind of curled up in the corner like some kind of a child so uh yeah so it's been one of those weeks but it's all good it's okay these things happen these things are meant to try us as they do say um, and if you know if you've kind of noticed anything different on the Patreon or my YouTube, it's because I've been uh, I've been juggling plates. In fact, I was so stressed all of this. One of the videos that went up this week, um, I'd forgotten to put the uh, sort of the number slates in the right place. <laughs> I just forgotten to do it. I caught it before I put it live, and I had to go and change it and re-upload it. But that's been one of those weeks. Uh, it's a real shame. I had something cool planned um, when my car broke down too. But look, well, what can you do? Was I mad at the time? Yes. Was I a bit shaking my fist at the world? Yes. But we move on. Let's talk some wrestling uh, i will say at this point because i know more people listen to the first half of the show than the second please do head over to apple Podcasts or whatever you use and resubscribe or whatever the, the thing is because i don't want to go on about it too much but apple duplicated my podcast and it's just cut my numbers in half which is which is devastating because i had to wipe one of the feeds and a lot of people were signed up to that and man look i'm just negative negative nancy miller today <laughs> It's all good. Uh, and of course, shout out to my man, Pins and Knuckles. Not a man, it's a company. Pins and Knuckles, merch.com, pinsandknuckles.com. Always supporting the podcast. And again, look, you can come on the podcast should you so wish. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Let's finally talk some wrestling. I've, I've rambled on long enough. This is the only problem with not being accountable for the Twitch live stream. It's just me in front of a computer, so I can do, I can do whatever I want. No one's holding me to task. Uh, we are going to predict SummerSlam, which obviously is happening this weekend. Uh, I may get up the AEW Dynamite card and go through that, as well as NXT 30. But the big news for me this week, I don't think we talked about it on Tuesday. I could be wrong, but we're going to talk about it again anyway, is that Renee Young is leaving the WWE. I audibly went, no, when I read it, because I thought that was someone they would try and lock down for ages because she's just really good at her job. I saw one asshole on Reddit being like, I don't understand why anybody cares. And like, dude, you don't have to like her. But at least, you know, why not be happy that so many people do? And I just think Renee Young, like I say, is really good at her job. That's it. She's really good at her job. She's very likable, uh, has that perfect balance between... You know, doesn't come across like a no, uh, come across like a, a know-it-all, but doesn't come across like a moron. You know, she's balanced perfectly. She's just very, very. Oh, she's good. She's good. So I was very much surprised about that. 
it seems that she does have quite a long notice period in her um, in her contract. Uh, she'll work through this weekend. And when I say notice period, I should say non-compete or whatever the hell WWE uses. But there is, I mean, Dev Meltzer, at least, from Wrestling Observer in this week's newsletter, said that he believes that she will go to AEW, which kind of surprises me a little bit. I think she will, but I'd have to imagine that her deal will allow her to work for an ESPN or a Fox or some kind of sports show, because I think she's tailor-made for it. I think they'd be, you know, they'd be desperate to get somebody like that, like that in. Of course, I'd love to see her in AEW. I remember ages ago, she mentioned she would like to be a manager for John Moxley, obviously, who are her husband. Do I want to see that? No, because I don't, I don't think Moxley needs anybody. I would say that, you know, you could pull out any name of the hat and I don't think it would make sense with that Moxley character. You know, this sounds even weirder, but when I'm watching, you know, him on the screen, I almost want to, I don't want him to know that he has a soft spot. You know, I want him to be hard, crazy guy. It's like if Stone Cold Steve Austin had had Deborah, but in the late 90s, people would have been like, that doesn't work. It was fine when he turned heel because he was he showed a different side to his character, but... I'm sure they could make it work. I certainly wouldn't be against it. I just think it would be a little bit of a hard sell. But I mean, if I was working for All Elite Wrestling, I would certainly try to hire her because she can, you know, she she maybe she'd be a really good on-screen character. We've never, you know, in all the roles that WWE gave her, that was never never one of them. So maybe that's sort of um, her, her hidden talent. We don't know. But with this second show they've got coming up or depending on what they want to do with Dark, you know, I would get her front and center as soon as possible. And also... You know, ex-WWE guy may get some interest from some people or some intrigue that also then also then jump across. But uh, more importantly than that, all the best to her. I'm sure she'll go on to absolutely smash it because I can't see her doing anything else. But definitely surprising news. It's 2020. Again, if you had told me the start of the year that she was going to leave, I would have been surprised by it. And I stand here surprised by it. Uh, NXT obviously also did well this week. I haven't got the figures in front of me, but we don't need to run that into the ground. But it went unopposed. And you had the two differing arguments. One like, oh, wow, look, we've done really well. And the other one, well, their demo sucks and 18 to 34. Look, I understand that's important and I do enjoy it from a statistical point of view, but I'm not going to get bogged down in it because I'm a wrestling fan. And ultimately, I would like Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact, whatever, to be doing 76 million views because the more popular a sport is or a television program is, usually, the not necessarily the better it is, but... Well, it just it, it just builds positivity, right? And positivity will always work out in in better in better content. So, um, let's do SummerSlam first, and then we'll and then we'll double back round to to AEW and NXT. I think that makes more sense. So, I think after SmackDown this evening, we'll have more matches. But at the moment, we do have eight. I can see Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus the Lucha House Party, and I can see some kind of shenanigans going down with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy, which would mean that both of those shows got moved on to on to SmackDown to SummerSlam. Although saying that, because we've got payback a week later, maybe something happens there with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. Either way, I think whatever the plan will be, AJ Styles will come out the other side as the Intercontinental Champion. And I think Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro will hold on to theirs too. You know, this out of nowhere push uh, for the Lucha House Party would kind of make it silly if we did give them the championships. And I don't really think they've been put in a position to make you think that WWE actually cares. And it's a bit more like, well, we don't have anybody else, which is a massive shame because those guys are so talented. Grand Metalik especially. If you go on YouTube Grand Metalik right now and watch some of his more... Uh, non-WWE stuff. It is fantastic. That guy is, um, he is built to go. No wonder he wanted to be a professional wrestler. Uh, but in talking of the tag team championships, we are definitely getting Andrade and Angel Garza with the poisonous Selena Vega taking on the Street Profits. 
I kind of think this fits into the same category. I don't think Andrade and Angel Garza have necessarily been built up to become the tag team champions. I still think they've been built up to break up. And surely after this reveal that Selena Vega did try to poison Montez Ford, one of them should side with her. The other one should think that she'd gone too far. That can be your catalyst from splitting them up and they can have a singles feud for a while. I don't know who comes out on that on top. I would presume Angel Garza, just because he seems to have more backing than Andrade has done, because he's been very stop-starty with Andrade. The What we massively need to make sure we do is that we have a plan coming out the other side for the Street Profits because they've kind of been treading water for a while, which isn't their fault by any stretch of the imagination. But what the hell do you do if you haven't got teams lined up for them? And obviously Montez Ford was off TV for a couple of weeks and Bianca Belair has come and gone, come and gone. I think we need to double down on them as a threesome. I mean, if you want to do a feud with Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega, you could. Even though Bianca Belair's already beaten Zelina on TV. I mean, when has that ever stopped WWE? But I think this one is quite cut and dry. I think there's more to do with the Street Profits than there is Andrade and Angel, especially because as much as there is a lot of hope that Montez Ford one day breaks out by himself, I don't think now, especially with no fans, is the time to do it. <laughs> Talking about fans too, yes, I did see the tester of the Thunderdrome. It's difficult because we're not used to it, right? And anytime you see something new, it's always going to be a little bit it's going to take you aback a bit because you can be like, what the hell is that? You know, some of us have been watching wrestling for 20 years. It's not something you're automatically going to understand. I didn't hate it is my point. I don't want to be one of these guys that just poo-poos it straight away. Oh, WWE tried something different. Rubbish, rubbish. But yeah, when you first see it, it's a bit like, what the hell is that? It looks like a bag of Skittles just threw up on WWE. But I think we've got to give it the benefit of the doubt because it's going to be a work in progress for them too. They've got this idea, but how that actually acts when it's out in the wild is anybody's guess. So I'm I'm gonna wait and see. I don't think it's as bad as people say, and I, in, what's the word? Prefer it. <laughs> I prefer it a million miles to the performance center, which I felt was getting very very stagnant and very very claustrophobic. And obviously on the back of this too, AEW have said they're going to start letting fans in the arena. It's difficult. It's certainly a, a, a difficult one because cases in Florida aren't low when it comes to the global pandemic. But I just have to hope that everybody, you know does health and safety and, and puts that first. Otherwise, you know, what the hell are we doing to begin with? But there's always going to be a worry there. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, other sporting events have started doing it. It's going to be limited capacity. I think they're only doing 15%. I would guess that it's to try and make all out feel as special as they possibly can because it's essentially their WrestleMania in many ways. I'm, I'm, well, let's wait and see what happens. I don't think there's any point casting any criticism uh, on them right now. Uh, back to SummerSlam, WWE United States Championship, Apollo Crews versus MVP. In my What Culture predictions, that I'm sure will be up at some point by the time you've heard this, I should have mentioned this, and maybe I did, I've forgotten. That happens a lot. But I was all for Apollo Crews just winning a beating MVP and then potentially going on to a match with Bobby Lashley, hence why Bobby Lashley won on Raw. But you do have this ace in the hole of... What the hell's going to happen with Cedric Alexander? It's been teased for ages now that MVP's been trying to recruit him, trying to turn him heel. Is he going to be able to do it? Is he not going to be able to do it? Who knows? I think it absolutely would be good for that character because, again, he feels like he's utterly lost. Him and Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, but we're obviously not going to do anything with them. I, I think maybe that's the direction to go in because then MVP is your champion. It's going to make the Hurt Business look better. It always does when you have gold. Think back to Evolution. And if we can do that by also lighting a fire under Cedric Alexander, I actually think we are preparing more on the table 
going forward than just MVP holding on to it. And, uh, sorry, Apollo Crews holding on to it and having a feud with Bobby Lashley, which I kind of feel like we have already seen, even though we haven't, just because of the association between the two. So even though I'm now hypoc- being a hypocrite because I went for Apollo Crews on my What Culture predictions, I'm going to change it 48 hours on because I did that video on Wednesday and say that I think MVP will win via help thanks to Cedric Alexander. I just think that makes so much more sense and it's more interesting and it gets more people involved with that US championship, which will also be a good idea. So yeah, that's my that's my pick for that. I'm very, very excited about Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins in a street fight. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's just so out there. It's so wacky. It's so 2020. Apparently, there's going to be some kind of story, a story that builds Dominic Mysterio into Prince Mysterio. Because apparently, Ray means king in Mexican or something like that. I love all of that if he's going to wear a mask. Some people rolled their eyes. But think how much that means to that family. I, I would love the hell out of that. And I also think that it's, you know, WWE's been looking at someone to replace Ray and they haven't been able to replace it with his damn son. So I'm all about that. It doesn't mean that I think he should win here. If he is going to win here, there better be something that WWE has in, in, in their pocket to... I, I just don't think... I'm kind of being a hypocrite again because usually what I say is why wouldn't you have the new guy win? If Dominic Mysterio gets a win over Seth Rollins, that's huge for Dominic Mysterio. I mean, Seth flipping Robert Rollins, regardless of what you think of him. But at the same time, I think you don't want to cut Seth's legs off from under him, and he has lost a lot recently, including to Kevin Owens and the like at WrestleMania. I know he beat Rey Mysterio, but that was an I versus I match. No one's going to care about that. So I think you want to come up with some kind of creative finish. Obviously, there's rumors that maybe Dominic turns on on Ray and joins Seth. If we're now heading towards Prince Mysterio, I don't think we'll actually do that. But I don't know. Maybe Ray does something to accidentally cost him the match. Maybe Murphy gets involved. Maybe there's the return of Alistair Black. I'm not going to be too mad if Dominic wins, if there's a lot of gaga and shenanigans, because it will only help him and establish him as a wrestler. And Seth Rollins is so good that he'll get it back anyway. But I can't wait. Street Fight's a good idea because it will allow them to do some smoke and mirrors. Uh, This is my unexpected pick for match of the night because I'm just so intrigued and I love being intrigued with uh, matches. Kind of the same for Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville and hair versus hair. It seems a little bit obvious on paper, but you never know. To me, Sonya Deville loses. You know, Mandy Rose gets her revenge. Sonya has to shave her head and then just walks around like an absolute badass because she's got that, that fighting background, which makes the incident going on with her recently and this crazy, insane stalker dude. I mean, she probably would have whooped his ass, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I think you've got to do that. I don't think there's much else you can do with these two after you've done this. You could probably have one more match because Sonya Deville is so mad that she had to shave her head. But we're coming to the end of it, which is fine. It's been built well. It's been executed well. I think it certainly helped both of them, especially Sonya Deville, who wasn't really doing much before this. So yeah, I'm a big fan and I give it to Sonya and I think it will be decent. I just hope it doesn't get pinged to the pre-show. That will really, that will really bother me. And then it's time for the Oscar show. Oscar taken on Sasha Banks. Oscar taken on Bailey for the Raw and SmackDown women's titles. I think, again, this one, you've got to keep it simple. I think given that Bailey versus Oscar is first, which obviously they determined on SmackDown, Sasha Banks should come out, screw over Oscar. That allows Bailey to retain. And then later on, Bailey tries to do the same thing with Sasha, but she screws up, not intentionally, like it's a proper accident that costs Sasha Banks. Oscar walks away with the Raw title, starts feuding with Shayna Baszler, and then whenever WWE decides they want to pull the trigger on Bailey and Sasha Banks, you can, and you've got more storyline in the tank. I don't even know what else they would do. 
I don't see the point of them both walking out as champion. I think that would really, I mean, if nothing else, that would really make Oscar look like a moron. And you don't want to do that. I absolutely do not want Oscar to lose twice on, on this show. I know a lot of people are like, oh, somebody else should have been put in this and given the opportunity. And I'm absolutely for that argument. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But, you know, cast yourself back to a year when you were desperate for Oscar to get opportunities. Let's not now look a gift horse in the mouth and let's try and enjoy it as best we can. But her losing both is a bad idea. It just is. It takes away all her momentum that she's been able to build up over the last six months, really. You know, March time, ever since all this pandemic stuff came in. And... You know, when you do break up Bailey and Sasha Banks, I think Sa Sasha taking the title off Bailey, given she's held it for you know seven hundred eighty-two million days or whatever it is, again, it's just that's the that's the cherry on top, that's the icing on the cake. So that's what I would do there. We don't even have to go on about it. It's so simple, but sometimes the best things in wrestling are. So I hope WWE doesn't overthink it. And then when we get to the main event matches, you know, Drew versus Randy, I think, is laid out a bit easier. But The Fiend versus Braun Strowman, who the hell knows? I mean, is Alexa Bliss going to get involved? Is, pff, I can't even think. I, I can't, you know, is Braun a heel now? Is The Fiend trapped inside Braun? Is Braun trapped inside The Fiend? It's absolutely nuts. I tried to explain this story to someone over the weekend who's a casual wrestling fan. I wasn't able to do it. And maybe that's more on me. All I do know is that, I said this on Tuesday's show, I'm not a fan of Braun Strowman as Universal Champion. I just don't think it works. I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying, as a fan, sat down on my couch watching SmackDown once a week, I'm like, no. And I, I don't really think The Fiend works with the title either. That's a bigger conversation that people have had. But I would still give it back to him. And then I would get to the Big E feud. Talking of Big E, I think we get Big E versus Sheamus. And then Big E should win that as well. I just, you know, I was I watched 2013 SummerSlam the other day for retro ups and downs. And I, I was amazed that Big E was there. Of course he was there. It's just one of those things that hadn't clicked in my in my head that he's been with the company so long. But that's why there's no need to stand on ceremony anymore, Mr. Wayne. Let's just get it done. Let's put Big E in that position and let's see if he sinks or swims. You have to give him a good story and you have to take your time. I'm not saying that the Fiend should win here and then by September, Big E is the champion. But I think that should be in the back of at least the storyteller's minds. Because it's time. It's time to see what he's able to do. Um, and I think it's probably more likely that he beats The Fiend than Braun Strowman, which sounds kind of crazy. I mean, a lot of people will roll their eyes at that and they'll be like, no, The Fiend can't lose again. But that's WWE's job. WWE has to get Big E into a position where you don't even think that. Your first thought is just, hell yeah, man. Big E's got this. Big E deserves this. And, uh, and, and so on and so forth. As for Randy versus Drew, I mean, bravo to WWE all round. If Randy wins, I won't mind it because he's been on fire. If Drew McIntyre wins, that's a huge scalp for him. The biggest person he's beaten so far, arguably, other than other Brock Lesnar. It's, you know, it will absolutely underline his status as a, as a badass champion. But do not forget, when Stone Cold Steve Austin won his first WWE title at WrestleMania 14, he had lost it by September, right? So six, seven months, whatever that is. So you can pull that off with Drew too. The key is that Drew needs to have, much like other people we've talked about, a plan coming out the other side to keep him as elevated as possible. Be that a win back against Randy Orton for the title when we have fans, be that another good feud, be that a prolonged feud with Randy Orton where he keeps kicking his ass, I don't know. There's lots of options. Uh, you also have the curveball of maybe Ric Flair coming out and screwing over Drew McIntyre, and that's why then lights went out. I don't think that is going to happen, but I'd certainly be into it if it was. I don't mind Randy Orton cheating, especially when he's friends with the dirtiest player in the game. It doesn't make any sense because I saw him punch um, I saw him punch Ric Flair in the balls. You know, that's, the <laughs> that's the only thing I don't get about that. But hey, you know, if, if you are looking to have a little bit more fun with your stories, I've seen a lot worse. 
I really, really have. And it does protect McIntyre, which is what I'm all about right now. I think he's had a tremendous time ever since WrestleMania 36. And he hasn't really, obviously, had a chance to show if, if it's working or not because we're not getting that visceral reaction from the fans. We'll have to wait and see, but I saw some people worried about a quote-unquote boring Randy Orton title reign. I don't think that's, that will be the case. Nothing Randy Orton has done so far this year has been boring, um, and I think those two will have a will have a great match. I will opt for Randy Orton just because my gut is telling me that, but I'm certainly not confident with it at all. And I will say, if you head over to the Facebook group, just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, um, I believe the Predictions League is, is, is ongoing again. Somebody started it back up, so thank you very much to uh, for whoever did that. And uh, yeah, you can try and you can try and show everyone that you know more about them uh, than wrestling, which is uh, which is always a good thing. So that's SummerSlam. I like it on paper. I do. I, I don't. I think you know, in the Thunderdome, it's going to give it the. I still find it a bit bizarre. We're getting SmackDown in the Thunderdome first. I think uh, Survivor. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Getting old. I think SummerSlam really would have felt like the you know second biggest pay per view of the year, super huge summer event if that had been the first time we'd seen it. But I guess, on the other hand, you want to test it out on something like SmackDown first and not put your massive pay-per-view on there. But I do think having that more arena-type feel, uh, feel, I should say, uh, is going to help it massively. Far better than it was in the, in, 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 in the performance center. If you go watch WrestleMania 36 now, given everything that WWE has quote-unquote learned over the last few months, it's like being at a funeral. And that absolutely it, it sucks is a bit hard. But it's it's not easy. It's not an easy watch. <laughs> it's not because of that uh, because of that dearth. And I think SummerSlam is going to be a lot better. Moving on to NXT 30, which I will also be uh, upping and downing <laughs> this week. I have such a crazy weekend. I, I don't know how I'm going to get it all done, but I, I will certainly do my best. I think again, it's an interesting lineup. A hell of a weird way to get there. I mean, everything with Adam Cole and Pat McAfee and the. Uh, the ladder match for the North American Championship, which you know started with triple threat matches and then people getting mad <laughs> that they hadn't won their triple threat match. Just an absolute barrel of craziness, especially for uh, NXT, which is usually so straightforward with, uh, with, with, their, um, with their presentation. I mean, it really, really is. Talking of that ladder match too, I mean, the Velveteen Dream is back, which is controversial i should say i mean all you need to do is search his name on google or twitter or whatever and a lot of people are perplexed by this and look triple h has come out and said that they looked into it and there was nothing there and yet you also have accusers saying well nobody ever got in you know got in touch with me so i'm just keeping everything crossed that somebody gets in touch with this guy because either way something awful's gone on we either have someone doing terrible things employed by a company or someone making up terrible things and these two things are non-negotiable neither of them can happen ever it's terrible so I'm really hoping he doesn't win. And to be honest, I'm, well, again, unless it's it's proved, you know, without doubt that he didn't do it, I'm always going to have a little bit of an issue there. But it's Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Gimes versus Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. I can see Johnny Gargano win it. Awful bump he took on his head on NXT. Absolutely horrific if you haven't seen it. But you could also go with Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, and Bronson Reed. Maybe Damian Priest is a is a more smart choice there. Because NXT, seem, I know he's lost a couple of times here and there, but NXT seems to have gotten more behind him recently. And it's a ladder match, so nobody really loses. It's about who can who can win first. And I wouldn't say that he's been floating around the mid-card. That seems a little bit unfair. But there's probably something more we could do with him. And, you know, giving the North American Championship, especially because he's older than you think. I think he's late 30s, Damien Priest. In fact, I'll tell you right now. He is. He's 38 years old. Not that I think that massively makes a difference, but why wait, right? Why, why wait? Just do it. Just fly forward, get it done, and let's see how, uh, 
Let's see how he gets on. Oh, I just got a Google notification saying apparently Rey Mysterio signed a new contract. I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently he signed a three-year deal. Who knows? Apparently it's from the Wrestling Observer newsletter as well. So there you go. Breaking news, kind of, not really. Um, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Obviously, Rachel Gonzalez has returned and is in Dakota Kai's corner. I would like Io Shirai to win, but I think with that pairing, Dakota Kai is, which means she'll become the NXT Women's Champion. And also, you could probably argue it's more fun when the babyface chases the belt. But yeah, I will, I'll, I'll probably opt for, for Dakota, Dakota Kai there. And then also, you can build into the Tegan Knox feud, right? Which has been... I know they've had their odd matches here and there, but then... Tegan gets a big uh, proper revenge by winning the uh, by winning the championship. In fact, they will do that. I can imagine. Adam Cole versus Pat McCap. We'll come back to that actually. Breezango versus Only Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Legado del Fantasma. Uh, number one contenders match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I think they are putting on this on half an hour early so that more of NXT 30 goes head to head with AEW. But there's no competition. Don't let them think otherwise. I mean, surely Legado del Fantasma have to win that because huge parts of the show have been focused around them and only Lorcan and Danny Burch are kind of just there and I love Breezango but I feel like they're there to make other people look good it's it's okay again I think it's been put on to simply add you know stretch out NXT as much as we can <laughs> so that there is some competition but I'll go for that Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher I think is going to be absolutely excellent they will kick the shib out of each other if Timothy Thatcher gets that win it's huge and will ultimately, you know, put him on a pedestal. But I think probably Finn Balor will get it because he, I'm not saying he's the John Cena of NXT is a bit too much, but I think he's probably gearing up for a world title feud or an NXT world title feud at some point. And losing here wouldn't make much sense. But again, you can go either way with that one and I'm not bothered. And then, yeah, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Or cafe, whichever way you say it. Everybody's raving that Pat is actually quite good. And he's quite the athlete and he's picked this up. But it's still his first match ever. But who better to be in there um, against than Adam Cole? I still don't think Adam Cole can lose this. It kind of feels like he's on his face journey now, his good guy journey. Um, and then if you, he's, you know, no matter how good Pat McAfee is, he's still going to be seen as an outsider. And it's still going to be his first match. Also, he's kind of taken it all in the build up to this. Obviously, he destroyed... Adam Cole at NXT a couple of weeks ago basically eviscerated him, as WWE likes to say on a promo this week. I think Adam Cole's got to whip his ass. But, you know, Pat McAfee has to make sure that he, if it's there, that he can put it off. And that would be awesome because having a crossover star that can actually wrestle opens up many a new door. But I think Adam Cole should win. And Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship, I do not know about. I really hope this isn't anything screwy because you have Keith Lee, who I do not think should lose because he's only just won the championship and I think he's underutilized anyway. But Karrion Cross has been presented excellently for, what, two months, however long it's been? It's probably longer than that. Can he really... It's, it's, I'm quite amazed that he's managed to get to this point so soon because I assume he's going to win. <laughs> but do I want him to win? No, not really. And, and that's not I don't want him to win. I think he'd look badass with that championship. I just do not... You know, the in terms of the two things that I don't want to happen, Keith Lee losing it overtakes all. I want Keith Lee to have a Finn Balor, a Shinsuke Nakamura, a Kevin Owens title reign that goes on Samoa Joe, that goes on for ages and really makes you believe in this person as a champion. NXT has been doing that less and less recently. Their championships aren't around the waist of their, of their champions for as long as they once were. But maybe that's what makes this more interesting. I would go to Keith Lee simply based on fandom. And maybe they come up with a way to... I, hope it, I think it's going to have a screwy finish. But again, I'd rather it didn't. It's just... It's rare to get a match with two people who are kind of on top of their game 
in a WWE ring because and, and get a clean finish because they don't often do that. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I get proven wrong. Because if Karrion Cross beats Keith Lee clean, will I be upset? Yes. But will it sort of underline his push? Yes. And if Keith Lee wins, my word, I'll do backflips. I think that'd be absolutely phenomenal. But as always, I've seen, again, the argument here is where it's not going to be your typical, um, uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the right word. It's not going to be your typical NXT main event, I suppose. Just because we're used to Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa or we're used to... Uh, yeah, Finn Balor and a Samoa Joe, like, you know, top level indie wrestlers, if you want to break it right down to that. And Keith Lee and Karrion Cross aren't really that. But I think still think it's doing them a disservice to pretend they're not brilliant because I think they're I think they're brilliant. So, um, yes, I think it's going to be I think it will be a good show. You know, NXT takeovers are rarely and some aren't as good as others. But they're rare. They're rarely, rarely terrible. <laughs> Although I'm sure some people would uh, would disagree. Right. Let me get the AEW Dynamite preview up too, so we can go through that. Obviously, it's Cody versus Brody Lee for the TNT cha- Championship. Not totally against Cody uh, Brody Lee winning that. I don't think he will because the build has been out of nowhere. But I just like Brody Lee. Although I love Cody too. I think Cody right now is the most complete wrestler there is. Um, FTR versus Private Party. I assume FTR win that, which is a shame. But Private Party are a work in progress, and FTR are the are the real deal right now. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Alan Angel. So the Dark Order to take on what happened last week. That's another interesting one because you could have some falling out between the Bucks and Omega. You know why isn't why isn't the Cowboy involved here? So that'd be interesting. I don't really want the Dark Order to lose again, but they can. Uh, the final of the Deadly Draw Women's Tag Tournament, which is Brandy and Ali versus Ivelisse and Diamante. You've got to believe Brandy and Ali win that because they've got a story there. They'll eventually break up. Darby Allen's going to be in action. And we have the craziness of Pentagon Phoenix, the Butcher and the Blade versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. <laughs> which, will be, uh, which will be quite the ride. And I'm sure there's other stuff on there we don't know about as well. MGF will do something. John Moxie will do something. Maybe we get the return of Brian Cage. Hopefully Lance Archer gets involved because he's been taking a backseat recently. It's going to be really, really weird though. And which one do you want to watch? Do you want to watch the sort of the big pay-per-view that NXT are doing? Or do you want to watch the AE Dynamite show, which you're going to have to believe they're going to make a push to make kind of decent to get people to tune in because it's massively difficult to get people to tune in when the show has moved. I tell you, I bet a bunch of people looked for AEW Dynamite on Wednesday and even all the promotion the advertising the social media presence it just slipped their mind because that's what happened so uh, yeah I'm obviously going to watch both and we'll up them downs on Sunday I'll probably do NXT first because it's a pay-per-view but whatever you can keep an eye out for that and of course there's Smackdown and then SummerSlam on Monday I'm very lucky to do what I do I'm certainly not complaining but that is an absolutely wild ride but I look forward to it I'm gonna be so burnt out on wrestling (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when Monday afternoon comes round, and then Tuesday morning I get to uh, I get to wake up and do it all again. But I'm a lucky boy. What a ridiculous, ridiculous job I have. Okay, let's answer some questions before we wrap this bad boy up. In case you're interested, I'm posting them on the Facebook group at the moment because I kind of felt like I've been neglecting it a little bit, which I had done, not intentionally, but uh, I do apologize for that. Uh, we start with Stephen Moore, who says, first question, what happened to your car? Because I mentioned in the post that my car had broken down. I don't know. I, I can change a tire, and I can do the most basic stuff with a car, but I'm not a car guy. Um, there's something wrong with the engine. That's all I know. And I'm sat here right now hoping that everything's going to be okay. But look, if it's not, it's not. People's cars break down. 
Um, I worry about the money side of things, but that's you know that's not um, exclusive to me. That would be the same for everybody. So we'll uh, we'll deal with it as best as um, as best as we can. It's just not what I. It just I broke my laptop this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just uh, it's just been one of those weeks but thank you for asking my man thomas speller says just started my youtube journey you're my biggest inspiration so thank you that's kind my question is who or what inspired you to get into youtube um that's an interesting question so i got obsessed with youtube well early on and it wasn't actually anyone specific it was the idea i used to work on video game magazines we're going off piste here i hope this is all right for everyone but i used to work on video game magazines and we would have a dvd that came with the thing you remember it five pounds magazine book dvd uh, they pretended they were free but of course it was all tied into the price and on that dvd we would watch the uh, latest trailers and we would talk over them so we'd have our own audio track like a dv uh, director's commentary or something even though of course we're not the directors and when youtube started to take off in like this like 2008 or whatever i can't even remember it was like pre-pewdiepie or b before pre-pewdiepie blow up and i was like why don't we just scrap the dvd and put all of these on the internet for free and of course, nobody wanted to do that because it was a very old school model. And I remember being laughed out of a publishing meeting because, you know, what a crazy thing to say. But it was from that point I was like, I want to get involved in YouTube. And I'm not going to tell you where there are, but there are clips of me from 12 years ago um, doing sort of game launches and console launches and interviewing uh, video game people. Because I just thought the medium was so cool. And I thought the way that you could get an instant reaction um, was just badass, which is what I did. And I've literally, there were a couple of times when I wasn't having much success with it that I got uh, distracted by other things, thinking I wanted to go in that direction, but I always came back to it. And it was in 2016 when I was like, right, I'm really going to push this. And thankfully, I'm still here. And that's because of people like you supporting all of my projects. So that's very kind of you to say, Tom, and I hope you have a similar success. And you also asked, does AEW have a chance at cracking a million tomorrow? Yes, I mean, I think so. But I don't really know what American television on Saturday nights is like. I know it's a bad night. Otherwise, obviously, you know, you would have more wrestling shows on there. I know you did back in the day. I don't think it's if you want to watch NXT, I don't. I think you'll probably be able to watch both just because of the kind of split timings. I know there's a little bit of an overrun. So yeah, it all depends on how popular, you know, do people go out on Saturday nights? Is that not a thing anymore because of the pandemic? Um, but I think it has a great shot of doing it as it's kind of, I don't know, it's so difficult. I don't know. It's a crappy answer. <laughs> My answer is I have no idea. Uh, Steven says, have you purchased any AEW figures and what are your thoughts on them? I don't think they're out here in the UK. Let me type them in. AEW figure UK. That's not what I've typed in at all. That's gibberish. Oh, no, you can. They're in Smith's Toys. I have a Smith's Toys round the round the corner from me. Oh, no, they're expected in stock in September 2020. Um, no, so, no, I haven't got them. And I don't really... I used to collect action figures like crazy. Then I got into um, Funko Pops, but I kind of stopped all of that. Uh, I had this... This may sound like such an asshole, but it's true. I had this epiphany a few years ago where material things didn't really matter. <laughs> sound like I'm about to go up a mountain and just sit there in silence, take a vow. Uh, but it's true. I don't... I kind of just... I, I think it's cool that people collect stuff. And again, I've collected loads of stuff over the years. But I kind of moved away from that. But I do think it's awesome they have them. Uh, one of my small little dreams is to get to the point where somebody actually says, Miller, should we make an action figure of you? Because I just think that would be great. I think that would be absolutely awesome. I don't expect it to happen. But I like to have all these nuts dreams that maybe one day... Uh, Maybe one day I can realize. Uh, Babak Kidney says, Simon, please tell me I'm not the only one who thinks Raw Underground is just Raw in Volta mode. <laughs> FIFA players will get it. Look, man, I'm sure they've taken inspiration from everywhere. 
The only thing that Raw Underground needs right now is a little bit more narrative and a little bit more focus. As soon as they've done that, it will make all the sense in the world. So, no, I'm looking... I like Raw Underground. I actually think it does... Um, it, it does break it up. I know everyone goes nuts. Oh, what about the money? Yes, I understand the money, but they're a business. They should find another way to balance it out. They need to cut the third hour because 180 minutes of TV is too much. I get the advertising revenue, but I don't understand how USA and WWE can't come together to try and figure out a way to to get that money elsewhere. Of course, if they did do that, they would just keep the third hour and go and make the money. But I, it's not going to go away. So I actually think it does make that last third hour a little bit palatable, more pal palatable. I wouldn't even mind if it started a bit earlier. I guess it doesn't because it ties into maybe watershed moments and what they are and they aren't allowed to do. Uh, but I'm not against for Underground. I didn't like it when there was porn music and strippers in the background because I just thought it made it feel tacky. I get it. Some people like strippers. Not my personal taste. But, you know, if you want to be a horny teenage boy, I guess I. Um... But, you know, I, I didn't think, again, if I'm going to watch that with somebody else, I'm going to be a bit embarrassed because it feels very immature. But the actual concept, I think, is good. So fingers crossed they run with it. Obviously, it didn't help the ratings this week, although they were going up against the uh, Democratic convention. But I think there's something you can do with it. And all, all I will say is it's made Shayna Baszler look better. It made Dolph Ziggler look awesome. It made Eric and Ivar look awesome. So And the Hurt Business before they just gave that up. I think there's a lot to enjoy about Raw Underground. So, you know, I hope that they figure out a way to make it work long term. I just hate it when WWE give up on things. I really do. That's the worst. That's the worst. When we don't like that, the gritty hour that Mick Foley introduced. Never even stood a chance. How the hell are you ever going to know unless you unless you wait those things out? So, yeah, I thought um, I thought that sucked. Uh, Ryan Marks, do you listen to tunes when shaving your head? I find it comforting, but that might just be me. Next time, I should absolutely mention wrestling questions. Um, no, I usually shave my head in between having my morning coffee and doing my cardio because I like to give it 10, 15, 20 minutes to kind of settle in. And then I, yeah, I shave my head and I shave my beard. I usually have some kind of radio station on the background. I've become my dad, so I listen to a lot of talk radio because I'm just that guy. So I guess the answer is no. <laughs> no, I do not. But if it comforts you, I think that's lovely. Let me know what you use to shave your head. Everyone is using that, oh, what's it called? Skull shaver thing now. And then I saw the price for it. I'm like, I'm all right, thanks. My 20 pound, <laughs> my 20 pound head trimmer does fine. And it cuts it, 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 no problem. It takes about 30 seconds more than apparently your does. Very confused by what that is. Uh, Lewis Matson says, should Renee Young stick to the world of wrestling or should she branch out into other sports? Well, I think she should do it all. I don't ever see why anybody would limit yourself. So I would do sports. I would do wrestling. I think she would be awesome on some kind of daytime TV show. I just think she's a very good television presenter. And you know, if she's passionate for wrestling, absolutely. And like we said earlier, maybe she could try a hand at being an on-screen talent. We don't know if she's any good or not. You know, you can't, oh, I don't want to see, always see that, oh, it sounds rubbish. All right, give it a chance. <laughs> like, it's like the uh, the Thunderdome, oh, it looks rubbish. For goodness sake, you've seen two seconds. Sit, wait till Friday Smackdown. If you want to say it's the worst thing you've ever seen, I will support you in it. I may not agree, but I certainly respect your opinion. But you've got to let these things, I know the problem with WWE is so many times says, oh, just let the story play out. And then there is no story and you still feel exactly the same. But when it comes to a visual change, uh, or something like, yeah, you know, Renee Young being a manager. Let's see if she can do it, right? There's plenty of people that have come along the way that at first, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the ringmaster, right? Nobody looked to the ringmaster and went, or clearly WCW didn't, but nobody looked to that character and went, well, he's going to explode the industry to the point we break all monetary records and it's going to be the best thing anyone's ever seen and get people that hate uh, wrestling into wrestling. Um, same with The Rock. I don't think when The Rock came out of Survivor Series, all happy, jolly guy, that we all got, this This is the guy. Or was it SummerSlam? I can't remember. 96. 
But it happens. So, you know, sometimes you've got to let these things play out and you've got to, you know, the real upsetting thing is the whole Rusev situation where, yeah, he was told all this nonsense by Vince McMahon. That really is holding somebody back. And it's no wonder he didn't want to sign his contract. But less of that and more getting behind people and seeing what they can achieve. And that includes uh, includes Renna Young. I hope she smashes him. Uh, P. Marrick says, or maybe Pi. Sorry, dude, I think I got your name wrong. Do you think Dominic will go in the lower card after his feud with Rollins, or will he stay in the top side of the card? I mean, I think he should go down to NXT. I don't mind if he stays on Raw and SmackDown, but if NXT is still seen as a developmental brand, is it? I don't know. That's a different question for a different time. But, you know, if, if we are looking at it like that, that's the best place for him to do it. He can have an absolute, you know, bur barn burner of a match with Seth Rollins, get people excited. And then from there, we can, you know, see how he develops. I like the idea of this Prince Dominic character. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be a really nice nod to Ray, especially when Ray's not around anymore. But let's see how good he is. He, so far, he's smashed every segment he's done on Raw. So you know what? Maybe if he does continue that on, yeah, put him in the mid card and see how he, how he does. Maybe have a few with Murphy after this. That would make all the sense in the world. You could put him in some tags with Alistair Black as his partner or even Ray, his dad. You could put some six-mans if you want to do that too. I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited to see what's going to go down. Uh, Samuel, Simon, with the current crisis, I assume your last wrestling was a while back. Wrestling match. Are you starting to experience the wrestling itch? Man, I started to experience the wrestling itch about four months ago. I miss it desperately. And then there was all that horrible speaking out stuff, which kind of made you go, you know what? Maybe it's best we're all away from it right now to try and, to try and process all this. But uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I do miss it a lot, and it's something that I want to get back into. I do have a couple of uh, bookings towards the end of the year. Whether or not they'll come off, who 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 the hell knows, right? Who 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 the hell knows? I hope they do, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. And even then, it will be with a limited audience, so it feel a little bit strange. But right now, I'd take that. Of course, I would. I'd absolutely take it. So yes, I miss it desperately. I hope it comes back soon, safe and healthy and and well. Um, and also because I want to get better. I'm not a good professional wrestler right now. I'm not saying that to be degrading of myself, but I need time and I need experience and I need matches, which is why back in March 2020, I essentially had a match booked every weekend until the end of the year. I had stuff in January of next year and I had some American bookings, which I was over the moon about, but... As upsetting as it was for me, there are other stories out there that are more upsetting. You know, people that have actually uh, had their lives changed by the pandemic. So I think it's important to remember that. But yes, I do miss it. And hopefully I'll be back soon. I'll keep my fingers crossed. And on that note, I will let you enjoy your weekends. Enjoy AEW. Enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy NXT 30. Enjoy SummerSlam. And then enjoy Raw. That's what you've got over the next three days. If you're going to watch everything as I will, uh, do me a favor and check out ups and downs on what culture just to make it worth my while. I'm kidding. I'm joking around. If you want to come on the show, patreon.com forward slash Simon316, merchandise Simon.bigcartel.com. Shout out to Pins and Knuckles merch for always helping me with that kind of stuff. Instagram, Twitter at SimonMiller316 and check out my YouTube over on Simon Miller. And one day we'll be back on twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Although I won't lie, quite enjoy this format. Don't know why. If you want me to stick this way, do it. If you don't care, let me know as well because you may as well do what your audience wants. Otherwise, what the hell is going on? Take care of yourself. Enjoy the wrestling this weekend. And I'll be back next week to run it all down and see what the hell happens.